Welcome to the Story Forest, a podcast of original tales for curious and adventurous children. Theo and Molly meet some new monsters with a dastardly intent. With explosions, secrets, parades and homework. Will they be able to save the woods once again? Rebellion While spooning his dad's amazing raspberry porridge into his mouth, Theo saw something out the window. Something fluttery and purple that was bobbing up and down in mid-air. Theo grimaced. Matilda obviously wanted to tell him something. School was off again, as no one had been able to work out what was wrong with the plumbing. Theo and Molly knew that it had been monsters that flooded their school, but they weren't about to tell anyone that. Theo scooped the last bits of porridge into his mouth, then went outside into the garden. Matilda was almost buzzing with anxiety. You need to come quick, she said. I've sent Hugo for Molly, too. I just don't know what we're going to do. Oh, dear. Theo frowned. What had got Matilda so worried this time? Is it the king of the monsters, he said. What has he done? Oh, no, it's not him. Matilda was flying ahead. Hang on, I haven't got any shoes on. Theo raced back into the house, stuffed his trainers on his feet, shouted up to Dad that he was going to meet Molly and went outside and followed Matilda down to the end of the garden, through the flap in the fence and into Wickety Woods. Matilda led him around the edge of the trees, then took him deeper in only when they reached the far side. She took him to a clearing he hadn't visited many times before. Even so, he gasped as they entered. It looked completely different. Trees were uprooted and piled in the centre in a pyramid shape, and a flag flew from the top of it. Three angry monster eyes on a background of violent green. The floor was overturned and covered in mud, and smoke emerged from the structure, and a smell. It was the smell of bacon. Someone was having breakfast. They must have arrived in the night, Matilda whispered in his ear. A honlober smelled them, then came to get me, and I came to get you. Right, Theo said, and just then Molly and Hugo emerged from the trees. Molly's mouth dropped open as she looked around. Monsters arrived in the night, Theo said grimly. What? Molly began to say, but Theo shook his head. I don't know anything more. We're going to have to speak to them. He walked to the entrance of the tree fort and, acting more bravely than he felt, raised a hand to knock on the wood. My name is Theo. I'm a monster hunter. His voice rang out around the clearing. Welcome to Wickety Woods. Please come and introduce yourselves. For a sickening moment, Theo wondered if actually what would come out would be humans rather than monsters. But then footsteps approached, he stood back and six monsters came out and stood before them. They all stared at one another. Theo had seen a lot of monsters by now. 
He had seen small and big monsters with different skills, abilities, limbs, temperaments, and yet these monsters seemed different. It was hard to describe how, but they were. The monsters of Wickety Woods lived fairly easy lives. They were safe, cared for, loved to celebrate, and had everything they needed. These monsters looked different. Four of them were very tall, and Theo could see their muscles bulging in very long, strong arms and short, solid legs. Their skin looked like a mountainside, grey and craggy, and the hair that grew on their heads, down their necks, and on the backs of their arms and legs looked purplish-green, like heather. One of these bowed low to Theo. Its voice was quiet but strong, and it had a strange accent Theo had not heard before. Greetings, monster hunter. We four are Rinati. This is a curette, and this is a flaboom. He gestured at the other monsters that stood beside him. The quarette was much shorter than they and quite round and hairy. He looked like an old beanbag that everyone had forgotten about, with eyes like mushrooms peering through sporadic hair growth. He gave a little nod and then farted loudly. Molly suppressed a giggle. The flaboom was a strange mustard colour, had a pear-shaped body and short, small arms and legs. It had a bulbous sort of face and seven long ears that looked a little like trumpets. Hello, it said. Its voice was squeaky. It's nice to meet you. I'm Molly. I'm a monster hunter too. And this is Matilda and Hugo. What are you doing in Wickety Woods? The monsters all stared at them. Then another of the Renati spoke. We are here to release monsterdom from the tyranny of the king of the monsters. We are here to get rid of the king. Theo's heart started to thud in his chest. Of course, this was the very thing he was desperately hoping for, to get rid of the king of the monsters, to move him on. But it was meant to be peacefully through the Monster Council, whereas these monsters had destroyed a whole clearing already and they'd hardly started. I see. He spoke slowly, but his mind was racing and turning. What on earth was he supposed to do? His greed and jealousy and laziness have become a terrible burden on us all. For monsters to move forward, he has to go. There was a thud on the floor next to Theo, and he turned to look. It was Matilda. She had fainted. Hugo landed beside her and looked worried. You can't let them hear you, Theo hissed, realising that if any of the adoring monsters of Wickety Woods knew of what these monsters were saying, there would be big trouble. The monsters here love the king. You have already endangered them and yourselves by doing all of this in the clearing. The humans will notice. And the monster king may be, well, he may not be perfect, but he's a lot better than humans would be if they knew about you. We need to get them away from here fast, Molly said, swooping down and picking up Hugo. And you can't tell anyone, got it? Hugo nodded. Theo's mind was now surveying all of the places around them. 
They needed to hide these monsters, not only from the humans as normal, but from the other monsters too. Where on earth could they go? The Rinati who seemed to be in charge was frowning with four impressive eyebrows. We will be guided by you, monster hunter. We have no wish to endanger our brethren, but we are determined to achieve our purpose. The school, Molly said triumphantly. They can hide in the school. It was perfect. The school was closed. No one would be there. Right, Theo said. OK, I'll take the monsters there. Molly, can you work out a way to explain this? He waved his hands at the clearing and she nodded. Of course I can. Then we'd better go and see what else is going on. She gave him a look which he knew meant we'd better go and check on all the rest of the monsters. He nodded shortly, then gestured for the new monsters to follow him. They collected their things, just the flags and a small bag each, then followed him through the woods. The school was locked, but one of the Renati produced a bit of metal which he used to pick the lock, and they got inside. It was very strange to see them sat at the desks his classmates usually sat in. Right, Theo said firmly, you've got to stay here. I'll come and um, talk to you soon about what to do about... Well, we can work out what to do. Do not be too long, the Renati's tone was menacing. He was clearly saying, if you take too long... We'll come and do exactly what we want. Fine, Theo said, turning on his heel. Bye. He met Molly again by the entrance to the lair. All okay, he asked, and she nodded. I got the Verbondans to dig around and make everything fall into each other. It looks like there's been some sort of collapse. I think it works. Well done, Theo was impressed. He took a deep breath. Shall we go inside? They went into the tunnel, their eyes straining to switch from the bright sunlight to the different light inside. They walked down the tunnel and arrived in the main hall. Today it was a hive of activity, with monsters everywhere doing different things, from dancing to shuffling to baking to painting. Theo and Molly looked at one another, then carried on inside, they came up to a group of Polkingtons who were working on something that looked like a cheerleading routine. What's going on? Molly asked. We're practising. A Pollington flipped through the air and landed with a flourish. What for? Theo said, and the Pollingtons stopped their routine and stared at him. Don't you know? For the parade! Tonight, the king of the monsters is going to parade around the woods. They took a moment to register this news. The woods had a band of rebels who wanted to get rid of the king of the monsters and now he was going to parade around them. He opened his mouth, then closed it again. How exciting! Molly's voice sounded strained and Theo knew that she understood their problem. They couldn't tell the monsters why they had to stop the parade because then they'd know about the rebels. But if the parade went ahead, the rebels would be able to get to the king. Let's go and talk to the king, Theo said, wondering if they might be able to persuade him to change the day, to give them a bit more time. <laughs> 
But when they got to the throne, the massive monster's eyes were closed and he was emitting very loud snores. Too loud, Theo thought. He tried speaking loudly and then even tried poking the monster gently, but nothing made any difference. The monster king couldn't or wouldn't wake up. Eventually, High Lord Snondelberg stepped forward in his impressive coat and asked them to stop bothering the king. Theo and Molly knew the monsters would never stop the parade without the king's permission, and so they left the monster lair, stepping past rontings, practising some complicated-looking instruments with their eight fingers, mentalons forming pictures with their orange feathers, and crandudes, who were singing a very slow song. We've got to go and see Tricklemore, Theo and Molly spoke together as they got to the clearing and laughed. Tricklemore was sure to have an idea and they went through the forest to his bath, a big muddy puddle that kept his skin healthy. The monster was lying in it as usual and Theo and Molly explained what was going on. He frowned. How do the rebels intend to depose the king? Will they attack him? Theo and Molly shrugged. I have no idea. They didn't say. I think it must be that, though. They were very determined. The mud began to squelch and swirl, as in the middle of it all, Tricklemore stood. He swept the remaining mud from his skin. I think I'd better come and see them too. Theo sighed with relief. Tricklemore could always find a way to help. They trekked through the forest again, back to the school. The door was still open and so they went inside and into the classroom where the four Renati stalked up and down. The quaret sat and made farting noises and the flabooms stared at the remains of a maths lesson on the blackboard. Greetings, Tricklemore intoned in his deep voice. The monsters all turned to look and the leader of the Renati gave a low bow. Tricklemore continued. I gather you intend to depose the king. While I applaud the intent... Though that is a rare view, this is not the time nor the place. We monsters exist fairly delicately here. It is only due to our exceptional monster hunters that we are not discovered. Molly and Theo gave each other a long look and then Theo spoke. Mr Sebastian, the other monster hunter, has gone to the Monster Council to ask them to move the Monster King as soon as possible. We can't keep him here. Tricklemore's face lit up. Oh, excellent, Sebastian, excellent. You see, he turned to the rebels, you would be better to make your move in transit or in a more remote location and we can forewarn you to prepare much better idea. The rebel monsters looked at each other, but before any of them could speak, there was a sound. A door opened, and several sets of footsteps came into the school. People talked 
and they were coming closer. Theo looked wildly around the room for somewhere to hide, for something to do. The people absolutely couldn't see the monsters, but there was nothing. He heard the small quarette speak. Flaboom! Now! And then there was a loud bang and wild movement of air and flash of light and Theo suddenly couldn't hear or see anything at all. He woke a few moments later. Molly was beside him. He was in a mound of desks and books and strange school things like globes and brooms and boxes. What? he said. She was looking at him and looking worried. The flaboom made an explosion out of his ear. I think that's I think that's what they were planning to do to the king. They got away. Tricklemore took them to hide in the forest, but the explosion knocked all this down, and now what on earth are you two doing in here? A man's voice sounded, and Theo recognised it, Mr Thorne, their teacher. He came close and looked down at Theo. It's dangerous to be in here, you know that. Are you all right? Theo lifted his head, then his shoulders, then got up. He was aching, but he was fine. Yes, Molly said. Mr Thorne sighed. I'd better take you home. Come with me. And then there was nothing that Molly and Theo could do but go with Mr Thorne. Theo's parents were not impressed at all and he imagined that Molly's parents were the same. He could see why they were cross. Of course it was stupid to be in a school that was flooding on their own. But he knew that it was only flooded by monsters and that the explosion was actually a monster too and he knew that much worse was likely to happen and soon. But here he was stuck in his room, trying to concentrate on his homework. He wasn't even allowed to phone Molly. Just before tea time, Matilda tapped at his window softly. Theo let her in. I think it's going to be okay, she said. She was sensible enough to be discreet. I think Tricklemore has persuaded them, but when they see the king, she shuddered. You just have to be there, Theo. I will be, Theo said, promising something that he had no idea if he could do. How was he going to persuade his parents to let him back in the woods? He had his tea, accompanied by the still disapproving glances of his parents, then went upstairs to start his next homework. And there, on the worksheet given to them by Professor Toadspawn, was the answer. He grabbed it and ran downstairs. Mum, Dad, I need to go into the woods. It's my homework for Professor Toadspawn and I need to do it for tomorrow. Please. Mum frowned. Theo was rarely this keen to do his homework, but she could see it right in front of her on the paper. She sighed. Don't be too long and don't do anything else stupid. Theo got his coat and a torch and went back into Wickety Woods. It didn't take long to find the monster parade. Now it was dark and it was rare to find people in Wickety Woods when the sun had gone down. The monsters were out singing and dancing 
and Theo could hear them half a forest away. He hurried through the trees until he caught the tail end of the parade, the Honlobers, squelching rhythmically along the forest floor, subtly herding the cran dudes so they didn't go completely the wrong way. Theo called out a greeting, but pushed on through, going through crowds of monsters, celebrating, singing, honking and doing all of their various monster moves. As they passed through the trees, he got closer and closer to the front of the parade, the hub of the action, the monster king himself. Finally, he saw him up ahead and then he got closer and time seemed to slow down because in front of the king of the monsters stood the rebels. Theo pushed forward, but as he did, he saw sparks coming from the ears of the flaboom and reaching out into the dark sky. He tripped on a monster limb and instinctively huddled into a ball where he fell. But no huge bang came, no heat, no fireball. Theo uncurled and looked over. The flaboom was producing weird and wonderful fireworks out of its many ears. Now Theo got to the front and looked around him. The king of the monsters saw him. You have joined our parade, monster hunter. These are wanderers. Come to see the fabled monster king. They will be staying here for a while. I trust you will look after them. And then he started again, moving through the trees with his strange and waddling walk. Theo looked at one of the Renati, who nodded ahead. Triclomore persuaded us, young monster hunter. We won't cause any trouble while we are here, but we will watch. And we will wait. Theo let out a long breath. They weren't going to blow anything up. It was going to be okay. Tricklemore appeared out of the shadows and Theo threw his arms around him in a hug. Then two wonderful things happened. A smell of chocolate filled the air and Molly popped out from behind a tree. He explained what had happened, and Norfolo brought them some cake, and for a few minutes they enjoyed the wildness of the monster parade. Then Theo and Molly quickly did their homework, before going home and to bed. The End Thanks for listening. Do you think the Monster King is a good king? What would you do if you were a monster hunter? In the next episode, one of the rebels finds a surprise in the woods, and Theo and Molly face a new challenge, and even have to ask a teacher for help. Join us next week to find out what happens. Bye!